Hello, this is Lauren, a.k.a. LaKayla, and I'd like to introduce you all to my new podcast. All right. So I did actually have one um, other podcast I started a few months ago, and I decided to discontinue that one because um, it just, you know, I kind of started it with an idea and um, it seemed like the idea was too broad in the end that I was just talking about a lot of random things and Although that's fun too, you know, I wanted to focus more and, um, yeah, have much more purpose in what I'm doing. So on this podcast, um, we're going to be talking about religion, spirituality, um, Christianity mostly, and we're going to be looking at the historical side of things, the woman side of things, the brown side of things, the Mexican Chicano side and, um, you know, just the different, different perspectives on, you know, various things in the Bible and, um, you know, theories about the world and all that. So I hope you guys will enjoy what we're talking about here. And yeah, so, uh, this is obviously, um, the beginning of my podcast. So please excuse me if, you know, I trip on my words. I have a mom brain. I had actually two kids one year. Um, yes, so I gave birth, not twins. I had a daughter in um, January of 2021 and then a son in December 2021. <laughs> so it's about as close as you can get, right? So um, I just realized I left the sound on in the back, but hopefully this is okay. Another thing about me is um, I'm a Christian and I do smoke weed. I'm sorry, I'm going to say it. <laughs> And um, I know a lot of people, you know, have their judgments about that. And you know what? It doesn't matter. In the end, it won't matter if it makes you feel happier, whatever. If it's not hurting you, whatever. Just, you know, take care of your responsibilities. Take care of your home. Take care of your family. All of that stuff. And, um, you know, just have fun. Be happy. That's my philosophy about things. So um, there actually was a couple things I have. I do actually have a couple things on my agenda. Okay. There were some things on my agenda. Excuse me. So um, in this podcast, we're going to be talking about some things that may feel, I don't know, um, odd or uncomfortable, or we're going to be debunking a lot of things as well. So, um, you know, expect to have your mind changed at some point, probably, you know, Unless you've heard of this all before, which, you know, is a different thing. So, the first thing I wanted to talk about, actually, is I've, I've made it a goal in my life right now to um, read the Bible from front to back and actually understand everything that I'm reading. And I think I've gotten to about, you know, I actually just started a couple of days ago. <laughs> and then I had a, the idea to make this podcast about um, strictly, you know, religious type stuff. And um, I'm at Genesis, the very beginning, about, you know, five, chapter five or six. And uh, I read in Genesis 3.16 that um, one of the curses put on women because Eve, you know, ate the apple of, or not the apple, the fruit of the knowledge of good and evil is um, the curses were that, you know, man will, will rule over her, will rule over women. And, um... I've seen a lot of people talking about, 
this debate over whether women are supposed to be submissive and men men dominant right in relationships and um i just realized i'm not breathing enough (laughs) but okay so they realized um okay where am i (laughs) this is gonna happen sometimes okay and in you know the initial phases of this okay until i get comfortable anyway so they realize this is actually really really important so listen um i realize i don't know why i keep saying they (laughs) anyway so i saw that one of the one of the curses put on women because she ate the fruit of knowledge is that man will rule over her and all of her kind all of women so um the whole debate about whether women are supposed to be submissive or not is actually a curse put on women and um I see it. I see it today that this curse is actually lifting because there's a lot of things women can do now that we couldn't do, you know, maybe like 50 years ago, 60 years ago, 70 years ago, voting, you know, having certain positions in government. Um, we're pretty much, you know, um, we have access to any, uh, work that we want. So, so there's a lot of things that we can do now that we didn't, you know, just a few years ago. And so I see that curse actually lifting, in my opinion. Um, but there are still people today that believe that. <clears throat> so that was a, so, you know, I posted on face on Facebook and there were absolutely almost zero women who commented. One person said, hmm, <laughs> my mother just said, oh, yes, I agree. And she's a very Christian lady, actually. Um, so that was re- reassuring. But anyway, um. So yeah, it's it's just it's interesting to me to th- that there's so many women who are okay with this narrative and it's because they want to be taken care of, right? They want to not have to work. And that's understandable, right? When you have kids and you know, you're you're they're very young and you need to be at home with them. That's it's a good thing to have someone, you know, someone pays the bills and someone stays at home. That's great. That's perfect like ideal setting. Um but, you know, not all women think that it's just solely for the kids sake. A lot of them think this is something that should be ongoing their entire lives, which is okay if it's, you know, mutual. But um, in today's age, to me, it's just not realistic. It's not possible for most people. Um, so I don't know why we're trying to live up to this unrealistic expectation of what women are men, women and men are supposed to be together. Um, and we should just focus on surviving <laughs> and, you know, and creating, you know, mutual respect and mutual love and all that stuff hmm so yeah it's already a lot of stuff we're talking about <laughs> so yeah it, it has become my my mission to read the bible and really understand what's saying from front to back and i think it's going to be um a really really interesting adventure and at the same time you know i'm hoping that god will bless my mission and um speaking of that you know i was actually supposed to start this podcast with a prayer so actually let's do that now so dear lord i hope you're looking down on all of us who are listening right now and on me and that you give me the guidance and the courage and um and the knowledge and the wisdom to lead this generation and lead the people of today who are looking for you and 
haven't been able to find you in the traditional sense, in the traditional ways. So God, please guide my voice and guide my mind. Um, And please, God, have your hand and your hearts over the souls of these people and of me and uh, guide our lives and everything uh, that we do. And I, (laughs) and this is one of the first prayers I've done like this, but um, I want to thank you, God. We love you. And amen. Thank you. So, oh, I've actually been um, in my life, you know, I've searched through many different types of religions looking for the truth. And um, I was never pressured into Christianity. I was never pressured into religion whatsoever, going to church at all. You know, I can count probably on my hands how many times I've been to church with my family growing up. Um, so, yeah, this is all coming from a place of of self-reflection, research, you know, um, really exploring all the all the options out there. And I've come to the conclusion that Jesus is our savior and he died for our sins. And all we have to do is believe and be good people, of course, you know. So it's been an ongoing debate between me and other Christians, whether or not women are meant to lead. And um, it's really personal to me. It is extremely personal to me because I've always been a leader. And, you know, I was captain all my sports teams in high school, you know, including the swim team, which was men and or, you know, boys and girls. And, um, you know, I've always, I've always been that person, that go-to person in the workplace, wherever I am. Um, I've actually been a manager for musicians and rappers. So I manage a team about of about 10 artists, um, most of them men. So, and we actually went pretty far. You know, I've, I've spoken to hip hop legends in my career and I was only doing, doing it for maybe like two, three years, four years max. Um, and I'll go into more of that later, but I just wanted to show you guys that I have a very broad experience in life. And I mean that by, you know, financially, um, culturally, socially, like, you know, I've, I grew up in, um, one of the poorest parts of San Diego. And I know you, you hear San Diego, you're like, oh, that can't be too bad. You know, it's not, it's pretty nice and pretty and all that. But when you're poor in San Diego, like you can't do anything. Everything's so expensive. It's, you know, you go out and enjoy the nature and that's about it. Um, so anyway, so I, you know, I grew up in one of the poorest parts of San Diego, went to one of the poorest schools in San Diego. Um, then went to one of the most elite public, public universities in the world. So just that on its own was, um, it it was an intense experience overall because, um, I don't know, you just see the full scope of human nature and human and human, like, um, just, just the way of living. And so you can see, and you know, I read a, a book in college about, um, I'm not even going to try and remember what the name was, but it was in Spanish literature and pretty much there was an idea in the book that um as as a very poor person or as a slave in this person's um perspective i'm not saying that i'm a slave i'm saying that in the people who are on the lowest ends of of society um they can see every every what is it called um it's hard to explain but you know you can look at a person and be like i can see their shoes i can see the type of shirt they have i can see their um you know, their phone or their watch. And I know exactly what 
social class they're in. So, and apparently if you're, um, if you grow up rich, it's harder to see that. You don't really understand what's below you. But if you're on the lowest point, you understand what's above you. Um, so I kind of had that experience of like, you know, going to um, college and, and meeting people who, you know, have trust funds and who have traveled the world already, um, you know, with their families. So, and then coming from a, like a place where a lot of us never even left the same five mile radius that we lived in ever. Almost ever, you know couple times go to the beach or something growing up but um so yeah I, ha- I have that experience of being very low in life and then also on the other end you know my my dad's family who um you know I met them when they were 15 when I was 15 and I met I found out my uncle's a millionaire so <clears throat> excuse me that on its end on its own is just a really radical life experience you know and I say, you know, a lot because I want you to understand. <laughs> but um, so that, you know, I've also worked with um, children with disabilities, with mentally disabled adults, um, the elderly as a caretaker. And so, you know, I was wiping ass for a living <laughs> at some point. And um, then I, I went from that to, you know, managing hip hop artists and um, planning music videos and you know, speaking to Drake and like stuff like that. So it's crazy. The, um, the radical life experience I've, I've had, and, you know, I'm grateful for it because even though a lot of times my life has been difficult, I feel like I've, I've grown from this and this is what God wanted me to do because he wanted me to be able to relate to everyone. And, um, I couldn't be able to relate to everyone if I had this perfect life. So I, I am grateful for that. So that was a little bit about me. <laughs> that was a little bit about me. And um Yeah, and so I'm starting this mission to read the Bible from front to back and understand every little thing I read. And so I hope you guys will all join me in this. Um I'm hopefully going to be making an Instagram. I don't even know what the name of this is. <laughs> I don't even know what the name of this podcast is yet. I've, I'm just talking right now. So that's all great. I'm going to smoke a little bowl. <laughs> all right. So sometimes we're going to have fun too. Okay. We're going to have fun too because, um, you know, I think life should be lived happily and you should be having fun. And it's okay to be loud and laughing and all this crazy stuff. Okay. That's what makes life fun. So I actually don't drink or I hardly drink, you know, I'll drink on occasion. And, um, you know, there's alcoholism in my family. So when I did used to drink, it would be pretty often like, you know, a few times a week and maybe like once every two, three weeks, I'd actually be drunk, drunk. Okay. Or more. I don't know. I don't even remember. (laughs) But, um, I find, I find using weed is a lot more balanced because I can still do everything that I need to do. I can still, you know, function. And, it, you know, if I have one drink, like it's fun Two drinks, I'm like, man, I'm so tired. I can't even stay up to, to take care of my kids at night. 
obviously so i mean that's me i'm not i don't tolerate it well i actually was told when i was when i was a kid that um i'm allergic to alcohol because my face turned so so red and um i do believe that's probably true and um i'm about i don't know third indigenous and i don't i don't think that mixes well either but who knows who knows so I, okay so i mentioned being like an outlier an outlier like socially as well so um so i'm chicana and my family is from new mexico the state i have to emphasize that part the state of new mexico in the united states <laughs> and um you know we used to be a territory and uh before we were a territory where we were uh, part of mexico and before we were part of mexico for those 50 years we were part of new spain and obviously before that it was it's just land you know with the natives um th- that they owned or you know lived on so i'm a mix of the natives from new mexico obviously some spanish and portuguese um and i actually learned that my family who came from spain were escaping the uh, spanish inquisition so they're actually jewish and um at that time in the spanish inquisition i think it was isabella the second um was expelling the jews and killing them and all this terrible shit so that was the only reason that you know they would move to a you know place halfway you know all the way across the world or halfway across the world and uh, somewhere they'd never been and never even heard of till you know a few hundred years before that so um and they knew nothing about it but yeah so that's the reason they moved to the americas and um that's you know my spanish portuguese side whatever um and then you know i don't know much about my indigenous side besides um for my dna tests because we're pretty pretty much um you, you've heard of the word like whitewashed so we were pretty pretty much like spanish washed so anyway the point of that was um when people ask me okay so are you mexican i say yes and they're like okay well who where uh, what part of mexico is your family from and i'm like well they're from new mexico which is in the united states <laughs> and i'm like well, they're like okay so you're not mexican i'm like i know i'm I'm actually chicana so that means um i'm part of the indigenous peoples that were mixed with the spanish so just the mestizos you know the mixed peoples so you know being mexican doesn't mean you're a foreigner it doesn't mean that um you're not american it doesn't mean that you're any less american than any other american actually i feel more american (laughs) but really so um yeah so so i've been an outlier in in terms of socially because you know obviously i'm not white american i actually am half white but i'm not um i can't be recognized as white because um (laughs) the other day i went to the hair salon and um the girl tried to pick my hair out and you guys don't know me, so this isn't going to shock you, like, at first. So, I'm half white, half Mexican. My hair's a little curly because my white side is ginger. <laughs> They're gingers, okay? So, I get it from my, like, Irish side. And the girl tried picking my hair out. And um, it was the shocking, most shocking thing ever because, you know, to my family and to a lot of my friends, I'm, like, the whitest looking Mexican ever. So, um, I'm so, I was so different that they somehow thought I was black and that is like 
I hope that's a compliment to me because I'm pretty, but <laughs> I don't know. It's, it was just so shocking that they would think that I was so different that I was black to them. And um, so anyway, that that was eventful. That was when I actually moved to a very small town. Not very small, but, you know, small to me because I grew up in the city. Um, but yeah, when I moved to a smallish, mostly Caucasian town and um, that's what happened to me to, when I went to the hair salon by myself. Uh, so that was a little tidbit. <laughs> I'm just going to be talking about my life sometimes because, you know, it's all, it's all tied into this. And, um, so what I was saying is, yeah, I'm not white. I'm not technically Mexican, um, not black, but you know, my kids are and my, and my brother and my half brothers. Um, and then, yeah. <laughs> If anyone's listening, I'm sorry, guys. I blank out sometimes. But my but my point was is that I don't. It's hard for me to find feel like I have a group anywhere. Um, so I tend to just, you know, I typically go with the other like, um, socially like other type people like the rockers. <laughs> That's who I was, you know, when I was in middle school and high and high school. Like, I was a rocker, a skater, you know, and um, we're punks pretty much. We're punk rockers, okay. Um, that was the style. We weren't goths. We were punk rockers. <laughs> and, um, yeah, so I always had that, that identity, even though we listened to other types of music. Um, but we just had that idea that was our identity of being like the outliers. Right. So throughout my life, I've always had that, like that feeling and, you know, in religion, that's how I feel as well, because, um, you know, I'm a Christian, but I smoke weed. I, I, um, I'm a Christian, but I don't think being gay is wrong. I'm a Christian and I think that women can be pastors and preachers and wherever the hell they want to be. And they can rule men, whatever, not rule men, but they don't have to be ruled by men. Um, and what, what else is my, you know, there's, a, there's just like a few things where I just don't think God really cares that much. It's not in the 10 commandments, right? It's not being gay. Okay. Being gay is not in the 10 commandments. Jesus never said anything about it. And the more that we talk about it and care and, you know, um, pretty much, what is it called? Alienate people just because of who they want to love. The, it's it's doing more harm and violence than it is good. Because just the other day, my friend posted on Facebook how um, he was on the bus and <clears throat> he was on the bus and someone just said out of nowhere that he's an abomination to God or something. And no one said anything. <sighs> so do do we really, really believe that Jesus wants us to believe that? Or to treat people like that? Or to think about them like that? No. No, I don't think that's what he wants from us. And I think Christians really need to think with their hearts and not with their minds on this. Because... Yes, we've been we've been taught that the Bible's is the the Bible is the real word of God. Yes. But we do have to have discernment at the same time. We have to understand the history behind it, the context. Um also just you know, there there's certain things that I think about the Bible that you know, okay, I'm just going to say it. So, Jesus said to not trust the Pharisees. Okay. 
that come after him. And Paul is a Pharisee. And there's a lot of things that Paul says that's, that it has created this controversy, all these controversies, and it just doesn't make sense to me. Okay, why Jesus would say this, and then we turn around and say, oh, well, we're just going to ignore that. Because Jesus did not say anything about gay people. He did not say anything about women ruling or being ruled by men. In the Ten Commandments, it doesn't say anything. So these are like the inner, the issues I think Christianity is going through right now that I feel like it should have been, this is already things that are extremely obvious, but for some reason it's just still going around. So that's a little bit about me and my life and what I think about religion and God and, you know, Christianity in modern day in modern day times. And I do think we are in the last days based on prophecies in the Bible. And I think that everyone does have to make a decision about whether about being on what side they're on. I just had a conversation with someone on Facebook about um, whatever it was. Uh, it was the same Adam and Eve thing about, you know, um, women being cursed with by being ruled by men. So I think he was just arguing to argue a little bit. But at the end of it, I told him, you know, you have to pick a side because he had just said like, something about Genesis um, being history when he had just said he doesn't believe we're in the last days. So I'm like, you have to pick a side. Either you're, you're, um, you know, you believe in what, in the Bible and what's it, what it's saying right about what's going on right now, or you don't, and you're going to be left behind. And I'm not saying that to be mean or, or that's just the reality, I guess, you know, and I asked God to guide me today in, in what I'm talking about. And this is what he's telling me to say. So, um, the book of Enoch, the book of Enoch, apparently this is what someone had, had wrote on Facebook about it. And, um, I can't verify everything because I didn't research it myself. So take it with a grain of salt, but also take it, do your research and find out the truth and I'll have the truth for you next time. So James Bruce of Kinyard was a Scottish traveler and travel writer who confirmed the source of the Blue Nile. He spent more than a dozen years in North Africa and Ethiopia, and in 1770 became the first European to trace the origins of the Blue Nile from Egypt and Sudan. Bruce was a Scottish Freemason. He was initiated into Lodge Canongate Kilwinig, November 2nd, 1753. From his travels on Africa, Bruce presented a specially prepared copy of the Book of Enoch to Louis, I can't read that one, XV, in Paris. While most of these tra uh, manuscripts are in RNGs. One notable exception is a version of the Song of Songs written in Gafat, a language known to Europeans only from the Book of Enoch. The Book of Enoch is a, is a Jewish fiction book. Jewish fiction book. Fake. It is not part of the Bible and certainly not part of the original Bible, as the text of the Book of Enoch was written between 302 BC. The book was banned as heretical and is not used as part of a mainstream Christianity, but is still rec recognized as a religious text by the Ethiopian Orthodox Church. Okay, Hamas. So, there you go. There's the truth, I guess, about the Book of Enoch. And I had a feeling, I never read it, and I never had a desire to. Even though all the times that people told me, oh, you have to read this. Everything they always, all the quotes are, you know... Uh, verses they they brought from that book were just so obscure and weird and that's how you know they're not true or not or maybe not coming from 
the you know the source or god because um you can hear it in the language of how it's written it's so obscure and mysterious and and um a little dark and um but also like so like light like oh you're gonna know all this you're gonna have all this knowledge just like in the garden of eden garden of eden when the serpent um tempted you know tempted adam and eve with knowledge of good and evil of becoming gods that's what he said and it's still today where you see people on facebook all the time it's that little trend of like oh i'm a god i'm a goddess no you're not if you were you would live forever and you're not you're not going to and it's a it's a it's a blasphemy i guess is i don't even know how to say that yeah it's blasphemy to say you're a god or a goddess when we only have one god we can't make images of gods we can't have false idols that's another reason i don't believe in catholicism too many false idols so this is all the stuff i wanted to share um I was considering, you know, sharing this with my Facebook, my social media, but I don't know. I think I wanted to keep this on the low and then if you, they find it, they find it. But this is for everyone, um, but I feel like my social group, they need some pushing, but um, I don't know. I don't have the courage yet. <laughs> you will know me by my laugh. No, <laughs> you will though. Everyone does. So the flat earth is real. The flat earth is real. That's all I'm going to say right now. <laughs> so I think that's a good first episode. Um, maybe I'll just conclude it here because it's a good 30 minutes. And um, let's see. Anything else I'd like to add, Lauren? So if you guys have like ideas about topics you want to talk about or, you know, debates or whatever, go ahead. Feel free to message me. Email me. I'll have an email on here soon. I also own a publishing company. So if you want to have your um, manuscript published on Amazon, you can also email me about that. There's proof of a great flood on Amazon um, Prime Video. There's actually really good documentaries about this. One of them being um, The Days of Noah, and it has four parts. Three of them are free. Fourth one isn't. <laughs> and then um, The Days of Genesis, also on Amazon Prime Video. They give you proof of the flood. And also, when I was um, growing up in New Mexico, I would, I would go there every summer, and um, I used to find seashells in my backyard. And Albuquerque is like 5,000 feet above sea level. And if if a flood was supposed to happen, you know, millions of years ago, why would I be still able to find a freaking seashell on top of the dirt? Not, I didn't even have to dig for this. Um, so, yeah. So this had to happen about only a few thousand years ago. And they say, and we are living, it says in the Bible that um, in the last days will be like the days of Noah. And that's what you see now. That's definitely what you see now. So I want to end this with another prayer. 
and I want to thank you guys for listening to my first ever episode. I don't even know what the name of this is, <laughs> but we'll figure it out. Okay. Um, thank you, God. Thank you, God, for guiding my voice and guiding my heart and guiding my mind so I can say the things that you want me to say and the truths that you want me to show people. And I want to pray for everyone listening. I want us to pray together and pray for the healing of the earth, for right to to always win over bad. <laughs> I'm sorry. For right always to win. I hope you guys have um, a great night. And I hope that your lives are filled with abundance and happiness and calmness and prosperity. Because although, although they say it's bad to have love for money, we need money in this world and we need it to live. And we all deserve that. We all deserve to have food, to be able to travel. And we all deserve to have a happy life and a fun life and to do cool things and experiences and have, you know, savings for your family and, you know, to leave something for your family and a legacy. So God, I hope and I pray for this for everyone who's listening to all their friends and family, to myself, to all my friends and family. And thank you, God, for all this that you have helped me with and everything. All right. Amen.